Thanks for tuning in and uh, joining us here on the latest episode of the podcast. My name is Michael Gray. His name is Scott Hershey. And to uh, cop a quote from the podcast over there with the uh, boys at the fifth column, we're going commando. Just us. Wait. Whoa. Um, yeah. I was not told that. <laughs> no underpants. No. Um, <laughs> All right. No guests this week. It's just the two of us uh, joining you this week and having a conversation about Montana and whether or not it's getting meaner. <laughs> The people, not the bears. Right. Well, no, the bears are always bears been dicks from day one. <laughs> they're, they're always jerks. Yep. They're never cool. You always think they're going to be neat because you watch too many Disney shows and cartoons. The bears are always jerks. And the rock slides are jerks, and sometimes the fires are jerks as they choke out the last bit of summer here in uh, late August, early September. But the people are the people jerks. Are we jerks? Are we getting? Are we getting there? Are we headed in that direction? Because it sure feels like that now. A lot of this is just going to be the two of us. An anecdotal experience talking. Right. Some of it is documented, but a lot of it's just going to come from, you know, the two of us and the life, the lives that we lead here. But I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that Montanans are headed in a direction that is, it's not more friendly, because it, there was certainly a time in Montana's history when you would be, you know, you wouldn't find a person that would say anything bad about the folks from Montana. You come here, and everyone's friendly and super helpful, and they're mm-hmm. glad to glad to see you, and they'll show you around and the whole thing. Um, you know, the first first parts of my family moved here in 1950, and then uh, and then again, some relatives moved out in '79, and that's all I heard about. Like oh, the people, it's it's just amazing. It's it's amazing views and amazing folks, and uh, it just can't be recreated anywhere. Move and out, and then <laughs> <laughs> then California happened. Right. Um, and there's been a huge migration of people leaving both coasts and invading all manner of states. Montana's not unique in that regard. Californians are ruining Texas, Nevada, Arizona, Wyoming, Idaho, Colorado, Utah. I could go on. Yeah, and the population's rising with not just, you know, those people. It's just, you know, it's, you know, Montana's not going to be uh, the Montana of uh, 25 years ago. It's not even going to be the Montana of 10 years of ago. 10 years and ago. And this is going to happen for some time. And as change happens, uh, people, especially in Montana, don't like change. Uh, I keep I keep hearing it about even the, the you know, especially about the places that are growing the most. Bozeman. Bozeman is on the poster for uh, growth in Montana. Right. And I keep hearing people who I know who've been here a long time say, Bozeman is not the town I remember it to be. Well, none of them are. I mean, outside of the very small towns, it's just that Bozeman has changed into something completely different than what it was. It's not just grown. I think Billings has just grown. Bozeman has changed, and it used to be kind of a western town, kind of a, a lot of cowboys, and you know, fairly small town in the state. It's become a college town, and it's become a town where there's, uh, you know, it's a hip town. It's a, it's a, a town with some culture. It's a town with a lot of things that it did not used to have. So I think change is part of it, not just growth. Yeah, changes and change happens everywhere. You, you can't go, and you know, I spent I spent two years living in the Pacific Northwest. In Seattle, and you know, granted, I don't have any history there, but I arrived, and it was one size, and I was there for 24 months. And when I left, it was bigger. Mm-hmm. It was just growing in every dimension, and at a, at a rate that it set pace for the country. Really, there were only a couple of real estate markets that were exploding more than the greater Seattle area, and I know I was stunned 
to look at what the place looked like on my way out of town as opposed to when I had arrived between 2013 and 2015. It was crazy how quickly it changed. Mm -hmm. Boise has undergone the same sort of metamorphosis as a city in Idaho, and plenty of people in Idaho will grumble about that. And then Bozeman is kind of the next in line as it continues to filter west, and it has it has inex inextricably changed as the last five to ten years have gone by. It's just exploded and I don't know, I mean, as much as you, anybody's going to hate change. Like, if they change my backyard right now at my house, I'd be annoyed. Even if they change it for the better, I'd be annoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, changing it. I like that tree right where that tree is, you know. I don't cut that tree down. But. And that leads to the grumpiness is the change. 100%. But Bozeman itself, especially, and it being the center of a lot of what we're going to talk about during this podcast, Bozeman has also flipped politically. We live in a time where everything is political. Everything. everything. And the people that move to Montana who uh, a lot of the old school people disagree with politically end up being in Bozeman or centered around Bozeman, or at least uh, especially Bozeman's definitely the scapegoat for it. And, you know, based in truth, but it's a liberal city. But it also flipped. So that old, old small Montana town was conservative. Bozeman has changed and flipped that way as well. So it really gets the brunt of all this that we're talking about. Well, and it is interesting, too, because when you, if you go back, you know, if you want to say, well, Montana was this. Democratic governors, the, the whole Democrat-Republican thing, and I'm not taking a side, don't send me your hate mail. Right. I think they're no. both dumb. But if you look, like, Montana's po politics have always been a really unique bird. Montana was a strange, strange place compared to the big-time bright blue, bright red parts of the country Montana we always had a mix of purple. I mean, going back to the 70s and the 60s when mm -hmm. these parties didn't mean the same thing. All the way through the early 2000s, you know, right up until uh, 2021. Um, going from, I think, 05, oh, yeah, 05 all the way to 21. Democratic governors right, for the state of Montana. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. That's a really, that's a long run for that party. And then this last election came and politics are toxic. Everybody has to be not just... Not just have a lean, but they're buying the foam finger and the sweater and the <laughs> the jersey and the flag and all of the uh, various trinkets. Yeah, and it's a microcosm of the country because yes. it's urban versus rural. And I mean, you can use the term urban in Montana only <laughs> right. only so much in italics. But the the cities are where this is based, and it's and and you know, that's a lot of it. But it's not just politics that you see it. Although you know, much of this 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 against the people moving here uh, you'll you'll hear don't bring your politics with you all the time um but it's not just that we see it in lots of different areas of the kind of this we're not just the friendly people anymore we're not just you know it's not the good oh welcome to the state it's not that anymore and, and those changes happen in a lot of different places well and it's the same pass fail test that you run into i think this is where it's kind of a bummer because now montana has this in, in common with every other part of the country there's this pass fail test you have to take when you meet someone Mm -hmm. Who'd you vote for? Because this is a pass-fail <laughs> test, you know. And it's uh, it's a pass-fail test in New York City. It's a pass-fail test in Houston, Texas. Yeah. It's a pass-fail test in L.A. It's a pass-fail test in any part of Montana as well. And so when you get to that, I just saw a truck literally yesterday, just in just in um, on my way home, and across he had a custom-made sticker: "Don't Californicate Montana," mm -hmm. and big letters. And I will always, I will never not wonder. Why you invite arguments with political stickers on your vehicle? Like you're just telling people to flip you off in traffic for no reason. They're going to do that anyway. But that sort of that sort of um, 
thing puts us on par with everybody else. And that's the thing I think Montana for a long time could pride itself on was the fact that, no, you do you do things a little differently here. Things move at a different pace. There's more space. There's a different regard for, for human beings. There's a, there has to be a different regard for human beings because Montana's trying to murder you at all times. Rock slides, hypothermia, bears, getting lost in the woods, yeah. giant pools of acid you can fall in and never be seen again. Lots of ways to die here. So and, you take care of your, your folks, but I don't know that that's still the case. Well, the, you know, it's a lot easier to be nice to people when you don't know their politics these days. Right. Which is nobody. Um, because a lot of people are either going to ask or they're going to look for an indication. We've been outright asked. People outright ask you. You know, what you vote for? What, what, what side are you on? They might do it in a different way, but they <laughs> right. will definitely ask you. It'll, it'll come up. And so uh, the, the, the difference between um, the friendly Montana that used to be and the place that, that welcomed people uh, and, and was kind and, and uh, friendly, that, that all changes with everything these days. And so here we just see it a lot because of the growth and also because we're kind of the cool place nationally. We're the place yeah. where people look at. We get the attention. And so how do we handle the attention? We don't want the attention. And if you don't want right. the attention, it makes you grumpy. Well, and especially if you were here, you know, and this this was a thing, you know, I think about, you know, my my introduction to the state. It was very much based in are you here to do weird stuff? Are you here to ruin anything? Are you or are you here because you like what we've got going on? Mm-hmm. And that was entirely the case for me. You know, I mean, I obviously got family here and I knew all about it. And I'm like, nope, that sounds. I don't need to do anything to this. This is perfect. This is what I'm looking for. I don't need to modify it. It doesn't need new spinning rims and an exhaust system or anything like that. I like it the way it is. And that's all anybody needed to know. When I got here, and that wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's going on a few years now, but right. when I got here, they're like, oh, so you like to hunt and fish and be left alone? Yes. Perfect. Okay, do that. You're going to do just fine. <laughs> right. You'll be you'll be just fine. In fact, I had my, my neighbor, uh, who is a, uh, a longtime resident, he's from Butte, and uh, he told me that sometime about a year and a half ago. He said, hey, well, you know, and he said something, and he was like, us Montanans, and he looked at me and goes, I consider you a Montanan. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those nights, you know, like you gave the sword on each <laughs> shoulder. I, I took a knee, you know, I thanked the queen, shuffled on out through the procession. Like the whole thing. I was like, wow, that was the moment. I just got. Turn like, your cap on backwards. I got my, yeah. I got my merit badge. I'm ready to go. Full on Girl Scout. You're a maid, man. All right. All right. Yeah. And I told my wife about it and everything. Like, look at me. Look what I did. It's all because I figured out some stupid plumbing problem. Yeah. But that that was available. That was available, and now there's very much a there's very much a notion that no matter who you are, you're not welcome. And, and well, the meanness uh, that we're uh, is not just to newbies; it's not just to people who want to move here. Although that's where it's that's where you really see it on social low, media, low hanging fruit. Uh, uh, it also is between people every day. It's in situations that have always been in Montana. You know, it's it's in it's in hunting and fishing. It's in uh, the 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 sports rivalry in the state right. has never seen more hatred and vitriol than it does right now. Like real hate, because a sports hate is fun. Yeah, I, you know, I rivalries that, are fun. All those years of working at ESPN and traveling the country and meeting sports fans, sports hate like the Nebraska Cornhuskers playing the Iowa Hawkeyes on Black Friday after Thanksgiving. Fun. Yeah. God, they love to talk smack, and they've all got their talking points. But at the end of the day, they're talking smack at a tailgate Mm -hmm. together. They're not in the comments section of Facebook 
you know, absolutely, you know, deriding one another and and taking real real life shots. It, it wasn't person. It was fun. It yeah, was, it was a sports rivalry, not a human rivalry. And the interesting thing about the Cats Grizz rivalry is neither side wants to admit being the bad guy. Who it's like it's like basically it's two kids fighting and you started it. No, you started it. No, you did something worse. No, you did something worse. Well, here's what you did terrible, and here's what you did. I've watched this. I watched this in the comments of of uh, social media posts this week right. about game one where neither team played each other neither team played a team either had seen they both played cupcakes they both won in convincing matter and yet each was convinced was was accusing the other you guys played a cupcake right they both played cupcakes that's what you did week one yeah it's just i was it's so silly sometimes and and then i saw i actually saw people listing examples of these horrible things they had seen. I once saw a group of teenagers who pulled into Bobcat Stadium with a with a Grizz sticker, and when they got back to their vehicle, all the windows were broken out. Oh, yeah? Well, you know what I saw? <laughs> right. I saw a little girl walking downtown in Missoula, and somebody spit on her because she had a Bobcat shirt on. Oh, yeah? Well, what? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about football. Well, let's talk about actual things that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wonder how much of that, some of that's just reflected in social media. Anybody that's going right. to have their conversation there, I don't care where you're from, doesn't matter. Who, you could be in Sri Lanka or Sydney, Montana. It doesn't matter. It just always goes, it's a race to the bottom and and no one can get there fast enough. But is it, I feel like it's, it is filtering over into real life. I feel like there are people I encounter on a daily basis that seem like they're angling for some sort of argument, some sort of conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I say this is my first year here. I was on my own. My family was across the country and I was out exploring all the time. I had a Jeep at the time and I went to some places that I, you know, I was in out over my skis a little bit, heavy snows in the wintertime. And I got stuck real bad twice mm-hmm. i think i waited a combined seven minutes for some random stranger to say ah yeah self stuck I'm like no i was just parking here in three feet of snow and they throw out a toe strap hauled me out you know wish me luck on they went that was that i mean it was amazing amazing mm-hmm. because in other parts of the country you're pulled over on the side of the road you can be in a, in a pouring rain with an obvious problem and people are just going to drive by you for hours you know, if you've got no cell signal, you're going to be a minute. Well, you better have the right plate, first of all, if you're going to get rescued by the side of and the road for any reason. And that's 100%. And that's what ca- people look at. That's the case now. If they saw Washington or California plates on a vehicle stuck in the snow, yeah, they'll honk on their way by. Yeah, Maybe. We, were, we were talking about college football. One of the things that's interesting about that is also uh, the, the Grizzly fans, especially, uh, take it as a point of pride that when the opposing teams show up and they walk around in their gear, you invite them to a tailgate. You you give them a beer if they don't have one. You treat them like gold, and you send them on their way. This has been done. I know this as a Grizzly fan that this has been – it's discussed. It's, it's, it's like self-policing. People will tell them, hey, rivals coming in this weekend from North Dakota State. Treat them well. It happens all the time. Right. But – it doesn't happen on the road to the game. It doesn't happen with uh, you can do it with North Dakota State fans who are there in their stuff. But if you're a if you've got a California plate for any reason, you got a Colorado plate, you got a, a different plate, and you are the one stranded by the road, you are going to have a more a longer time sitting there than somebody with a Montana plate. I, I I'm convinced of that as well. And I don't know if we used to 
pay attention to that. We would help help people who were stranded. You'd you'd pull over and help somebody out. So I see it all the time that uh, that those those. Those those are real differences than what it used to be. Well, and there's been a real world consequence, and this is something that can't be overlooked. the The animus from the California invasion again, it's everywhere. I I had to do a road trip a couple of years ago, drive across the country to Michigan, and I was talking to people from Michigan who were like, "Oh no, California is ruining everything here. They're jacking up our real estate rates. They're buying up everything they can get their hands on. They're paying, you know, fifty percent over list. They're doing all this stuff." I'm like, "Wow, all the way." All the way out here. All right. Well, so that means it's everywhere. But the the real world consequences of this invasion and a huge part of the resentment, you can't find a house. Mm-hmm. You can't find a place to live. Um, you know, I've got friends whose sons, they graduate high school. They've got a decent job, but they can't find an apartment to live that they can afford with right. a, with a regular job because the real estate here has gone crazy the way it did on the coast at first, the way it did in Idaho, the way it has in Arizona, and so you're fueling resentment with a real like a real consequence. Right. When all of a sudden your kids can't find a starter apartment, not a one room efficiency, nothing, nowhere to live, uh, because of a combination of scarcity and incredibly inflated prices. You start to understand, like, all right, this isn't this isn't just an attitude. This isn't just a NIMBY thing. Not in my backyard. It's not that uh, that there are real consequences to what's going on that are costing people who have been here their whole lives. That will bore you to tears with the fact that they're fifth generation. That will do all of those things. But now you are affecting quality of life. And those quality of life issues hit these small towns, especially. I remember a time when in the small towns. Uh, a lot of small towns in Montana were concerned because the younger people would always move out. So brain, how do we keep our younger people in the community? Brain, how do brain. we keep them employed? How do we, you know, not send them off to big cities and urban centers? Well, you've got the, a different problem now in the fact that some of these small towns want to stay small. So they don't like people moving in and giving, starting new businesses. And they, you, there's there's a balance there somewhere right. where you have to be, you have to take the good with the bad. <laughs> it's almost like we want to concentrate on the bad. Uh, how about some good coming in from this? How about places like that? How about having new jobs? How about having people who are coming to start a business or to do something? There is a little bit of that as well, and but it's it's we're in such a negative tone right now, um, and this might be something you know it, it's obviously something that reaches outside of Montana. That's not just Montana, but here it's a difference. You know, you used to hear about new york city and about big cities and how rude they were and how you know it's the it's the new york uh, what do they call it the bronx uh the bronx cheer which is basically big f you it's a boo right so all of this uh you know it's it's coming to america where you where the the people are are sending f-bombs out in the streets yelling at him and and here we used to say oh you know that's like that's what cities are like well, that's that's what Montana's like now. Right, we've changed. We we have gotten to that point. We're we're jaded, and we're we're, we're definitely you know the the to- overall topic of this podcast is are we meaner? We're definitely meaner. We're I mean, there's no two ways around it. You just have to, and you have to own it to a point. You can't say you're not if uh, if you're you're the one out there with the you know telling Californians to stay where they are and. Montana's closed. Well, and what you said earlier is true. There's a number of people like, well, leave your politics. You know what all of those people telling you to leave your politics have in common? They all bring their politics. Anybody that's going to tell you to stop thinking the thing you're thinking wants to make more room for the thing they're thinking. 
And this is the part, I think, again, social media has fueled this everywhere. It's not unique to Montana. But the inability to have a conversation, the inability to to come to terms with people that don't necessarily agree on everything. Because the the equation now works to where if you don't agree on one thing, you don't agree on any things. Mm-hmm. Because now you have to subscribe to this list of red things or list, list of blue things, and they are diametrically opposed on every single issue by design. They, if if the blue team finds out the red team thinks something, they automatically take the opposite stance, right? And vice versa. And so you've you've got that kind of that diametrically opposed campground thing happening to where now if somebody new comes in and let's say they invest in a new business, mm-hmm. let's say it's a really cool place. Let's say here now we're headquartered in Helena in the capital. What if somebody came in here and opened a sports bar? That'd be great. <laughs> a real one. I don't care where they're from at I, that I, point. Legit, oh, we need a good sports bar. Just like, uh, it's one of the things that's missing from here in Helena. It's on a list. There's right. a, there are several. But that's one. A real sports bar. A real one. Yeah. Not a chain. Not a franchise. Real sports bar. What if they open a sports bar? You go in like, oh my God. All the TVs. Beer towers. Endless chips. Like a sports bar. And you go in there and you're having a great time. And you watch your team play. And then you find out they voted for the wrong person. Yeah. Do you stop? Do you boycott? Some people do. Do you create a hashtag? Do you do you interfere with their ability to do business and therefore inject livelihood into your economy? Yeah. Because it, that's what good businesses do. And right? if you're doing that, you are you're only denying yourself of the things you like to do because of that. Because if you started to do it with one person, you have to do it with everybody and you're not, you're gonna end up not doing anything. You're you're not gonna go to movies, you're not gonna listen to music, you're not gonna do anything because all those people if you find out what their politics are, you can find out they're everywhere. So, um, I mean that's that's what you're doing. Again, it's self punishment when you do that. You know, and and it, here in Montana, here's one of the things I also see that I that I, I completely um, this drives me crazy, and and I there's examples of this. We we talk about you know how Montana is 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 at the core it's great like it was great until people changed it. You know I was here when it was great. I was right. part of this. I right. was well. If you're the person, or if you know the people, or if you encourage or laugh at or snicker at or whatever somebody like vandalizing a vehicle at a fishing access because they have different plates. Then was it great? Was it that great in the first place? I mean, if if you right. are the person going, yeah, we're awesome people, but you're also that's okay with you. That's not okay. That's not. Uh, you shouldn't be even encouraging that. That's that's something that's over the line. Like that is you don't do that. That's we're better than that. We're supposed to be better than that. You're telling people we used to be better than that. So you changed too. You became something that you don't like by being a part of this where that's okay. It's not okay. Well, and there's definitely a line between less friendly and more actively aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, Completely. it's one thing to not make eye contact and say hi to strangers on the street anymore. That's something that you can, you can make a case for. Again, there are real-world quality-of-life factors that are being that are being affected to, in the negative by the massive influx of people. So I get it if you're in a mood about it. But it's a different thing entirely to actively court that sort of aggression to automatically write someone off because they don't fill this box or check that box or this box. And so you've got to just write them off completely and then go after them. Yeah. That it's the then go after them part that I think is, ha- is that's the part that's happening more frequently. That's the part where we get 
you know, you start getting black eyes on this thing. We just had another story go national today about a, a bar owner in a little town of McLeod and published some stuff on social media, used a racist term. It got all of the traction that these stories always get in the national media. And then she said, you know what? I'm digging my heels in. Yeah. I'm getting calls from all of these people not from here who are telling me what I am. Here are their numbers. Right. And she's re- she's redoxing people. I've never seen this. I've never seen doxing <laughs> tennis. We're like, they hit it over the net. Like, okay, well, I'll return serve. Here are all their numbers. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, um, and now they're both knee deep in it, and they're not going to get out of it, and it's going to it's going to end up maybe hurting both sides. I that in McLeod, I love McLeod, right? I love the town. Ben did that bar, and what if you're in the little town of McLeod, Montana, and you wake up one day and like, oh, you're one of those? Like, I'm one of what? Yeah, I didn't ask for this. No, and you and you, I mean, I know you have your people, and she, you know, she claims she's doing great business, and, right? And uh, they're standing behind her, okay, but. Uh, not everyone is. Not everyone. You know what? It's it's a it's a it's when you do a transgression and you don't apologize for it, you cut down your people, and then they're not just all out of state. And so, getting involved in that has its punishment. It'll happen to a point. Um, or even people just trying you don't to know how many people are driving by, going, nah, "I'm not going in that place anymore." By the way, this is a town. If you're if you're not familiar, uh, it's a town of 139. Right, and it's the only thing there. 139 <laughs> individuals, not 139,000. Right, uh, 139. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And what if you're just somebody who wants to stay out of the noise? Yeah, you know that that was my, but the like it, when when people would ask, and I, you know, certainly I, I got a fair number of questions like, "Oh wow, why Montana?" I'm like. There's a lot of room, man. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of space, and there's a lot of quiet, and it isn't hard to find, and it isn't a long drive. If you want to be left alone, Alaska might be the only place where you could more readily be left alone. As far as more, even more space and even fewer things, way more bears. <laughs> way more bears. Right. But if you want to go and, and just and be... You know, I'd lived in crowded cities. I'd moved around the country. I'd had some experiences. I was ready to to not do that. I wanted to find a little spot, have my little spot, have my peace and quiet. And, you know, that's what I told people. Well, if you're living in McLeod and all of a sudden in a town of 139, this bar owner said, you've met, chances are. Yeah. You know her. And now you got to be like, thank you. Thank you for putting us on drudge. Appreciate that. I'm enjoying all of the calls and texts I'm getting from around here. Going, is that your McLeod, Montana? Yeah, it's yeah, also it's McLeod, Montana. It's a lot easier to do that on the internet than it is to see somebody face to face and do the same thing. hundred percent. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people who do, because there are people who tell you, "Oh, I'll, I'll say right to their face, I'll tell those Californians go home, and I'll tell them this, blah 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 blah." But it's we. I also know of people who will do this all over social media, and when when they meet somebody, we'll give them a smile and a handshake. Right, and and they don't do the same thing. This is your persona on social media. Right. This is your persona that you'd like to project project to people. It's a there. It's a pro wrestling character. Yeah, and you're not that person when somebody comes up and you meet them. And it's almost like I hear this a lot, and I and I see it. Is it's almost like every time you meet somebody who's exactly what you're talking about. You go, oh, it's, but it's not you. Yeah, I'm not talking about you. I know you. You're cool. And that's, if you do that enough, you're not, you're, it's all just a false front. It is. And so, and I'm not encouraging you to do that. You know, that's not, and that's, no. I know people, I know people who moved here from California. I know people who moved here from all over the place. And you don't, I don't see much of that happening to them directly to their face. 
It just doesn't. <laughs> I, I see them. I go to social situations. Nobody's, and it's very obvious to some of these people, and uh, and they're not getting it. And I ask them, you know, are people mean to you? And they're like, no, not really. What on social media, if you said those, here's my resume. I right. moved from here. I've only been here this long, and this is what I am and who I am. And, and then people would blow them up. But are they going to do it to their face? Eh, that's a different that that narrows down the percentage of people who actually do it. Well, and and hopefully that's the case because it brings us to the the next part of this is, you know, where where do we go? It it feels very much like to anyone with a, a smartphone or an internet feed that this this progression in a in a less friendly, more adversarial, kind of more opposed to one another, unfriendly sort of direction just isn't is without end it feels like something where we're just going to continue heading in this direction mm -hmm. there are a couple of things that could take a log or two off of this fire in my mind one of them seems to be happening with the real estate market cooling right if some of that pressure came down if everybody's house wasn't overvalued to the point where a regular human being with a regular human being job can't possibly even think about buying a home mm -hmm. um you know some of those things can relieve that pressure but there is nothing that that the state of california is currently involved in that seems to be stemming the tide no they've decided to take out horrible uh billboards against people moving from texas because yeah. they're you know they're they're trying to highlight the the worst things that have happened in the last couple of years and scare you into staying in California because people are leaving so quickly. And Montana is still going to be growing because uh, it's not just about the people moving because of the pandemic and the people moving because they can do remote work. It's also going to grow because right now, again, we are the cool place. We are we are in the spotlight, and and that Yellowstone series cannot be understressed how how much of that is responsible for it <laughs> really it, it, it is we've heard you know river damn runs you through kevin it. costner yeah a river runs through it did it and and uh and yellowstone did it and you think that's not real it's it's 100 percent real that that's a there was a period of time after a river runs through it where it boomed uh and and that's what happened so right now we're 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 cool where even the, you know, especially among the the ultra rich, uh, the Yellowstone Club is the new veil. The the these this is where people are moving. And oh, so what's the new place that just opened out there. Oh, there's like a new one every week. Yeah. There's three, four ultra, ultra resorts up there on top. But these are these are places where their other locations are in Dubai, right? And Malaysia, yeah, was, uh, one resort or something like that. Yeah. One something. Yeah. Where, where you and I, you and I aren't making the cut to work on the maintenance team <laughs> all right we wouldn't even be allowed to apply for a job at one of these places much less stay right. where they charge you a thousand dollars for a lunch don't have the credentials to sweep anything right <laughs> yeah then and so montana is still going to grow it's still going to going to have this boom to a point um but as you're saying where where is it going um we think that we're unique when when in many of these aspects we're not unique uh and and one of the aspects we're not unique is everybody's meaner to each other on social media. We have especially gotten, we have gotten less tolerant of yep. as a as a species worldwide. Completely, completely. And so Montana's not only you know yes Montana's gotten meaner, but we've all gotten meaner. Everybody's meaner everywhere, and that has something to do with that uh, with social media. It's, it's all at the basis of this. But here. Um, it is. 
I don't know if we're going to get used to anything. It's it's going to be a it's going to be some time. I don't think we're going backwards. I don't think we're going to all of a sudden just hold hands and be friendly and greet people again. Well, then then it begs this question: if you're if if you're not a stater and you're yearning for something different, right? That's why you came here. And then and then the locals will tell you, well, don't bring your stuff that you're trying to get away from with you because then you wreck it here. Right. And you certainly can make a case that that's not completely without merit. You know, looking right at you, Bozeman. Yeah. Looking right at you. Yep. But if you're if you're a Montanan and you liked it here, past tense, and it's and it's headed in this direction and it's not coming back, where do you go? <laughs> because that's how this works. They left California because they didn't like it anymore. If you're a Montanan and you don't like it anymore, where the hell you go? I think here, you know, you can still find parts of Montana that really haven't changed. If you look hard, I mean, you're, you you you'll see it. Go to the smallest towns. Go to the places. They have the Reed Point Sheep Drive over uh, the the Labor Day weekend. I don't think that's changed much. Um, there's events like that, and there's small towns like that. Some of them don't have the time to change they got things to do right <laughs> like if you go to a small ranching community if you go to a small town that only has a post office and a bar those people aren't on social media they're not their lives don't center around much of what we're talking about and, and they don't care about your teams these those might be the places where where you will find that things haven't changed much and, and i think there's a hundred percent that out there if you go to a town that Roundup or Melstone or anywhere, Broadus. Got to find yourself far enough out. I got a Broadus every year for years and years and years. Don't seem to change much. <laughs> Not a lot different going on there. I think there was a new espresso place the last time I went there. That's literally about the only change I've seen in Broadus. And so I think that the core Montana stuff is there if you want to find it. And sometimes it feels really good to just go find that stuff and go sit in a small town Montana bar or brewery or whatever the local watering hole or uh, they could find a farmer's market something on the st- it's it's just talk to the people i think you'll find that it, those have not changed much failing that the irony here is that alaska is really the next step <laughs> and if you go to alaska and tell them you're from montana they will tell you alaska's full <laughs> exactly let me know if that sounds familiar right because <laughs> that's that's the thing and I think about this a lot because, you know, the the relentless part of, you know, life anywhere right now is development. And the place where I where I live, I got it because it's just secluded enough. Mm-hmm. It's not super far, but it's back there and there's nothing behind me. And it's just wide open and I like it. And there are rumors going around that in the next couple of years, there's a plot of land not far from me. That's going to be home to a lot of people, right? And you start thinking, like, oh man, what if, what if instead of looking at, you know, mule deer and mountaintops, I'm looking at uh, back front end loaders and rooftops, <laughs> and man, that's not that's not what I wanted. Where would I go? And then you realize that if you go to Alaska, they're going to go, yeah, we don't want you here either. Like, where, man? <laughs> well, a lot gotta- of those small places I mentioned are still. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be able to move away from the thing you don't like, which is the problem, because people are doing that in droves yeah. on the coast. You like Roundup? <laughs> <laughs> Been through it once? The Busy Bee Cafe. Very, awesome. very briefly. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was eastbound and down, man. I was on See? my way through, 
And that was that. I'll bet it's the same as the last time I was there, and I haven't been there in many years. Yeah, you know, I haven't been there in a minute. Now you got to have something to do, and you got to have a plan. But uh, I guess that would be the good news is that you could go somewhere and escape. But how long before? How long before the divide prog- progresses that way? Where are you coming from, Helena? Oh, you people. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And if that's happening uh, even between. You could be from Bozeman, born and raised, and be fifty years old. And if somebody says where are you from, you say Bozeman, they're going to assume. Things that are not true about you. <laughs> so, so we do do it to each other as well. Facts. Yeah, yeah. That is a that is a real thing that's happening. I guess if there's I guess if there's a takeaway from the you know the where do we go thing for the for the folks and like twenty percent of this podcast listenership is uh, California, Washington, Texas. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for real estate? Like, I'm, I'm interested. To know, you know, you see those people listening, yeah, and they're coming from those places. If you're listening in one of those places, um, come in slowly. Well, yeah, don't cannonball into the let me tell you about how Orange County does things pool because you have a chance to make an impression, be good or bad, but the opportunity is the same. Yeah, don't mention Yellowstone unless you're referring to a river or a county. <laughs> uh, not even the park is okay if you mention that as a reason for moving here you are immediately on yeah, the uh the list you're on a list <laughs> partial credit to anybody who mentions yellowstone in the context of making fun of the people being headbutted by bison <laughs> if you're and if you're looking for a podcast that's like the show montana's not like the show and uh at it, all. that's not what you're getting here at all uh there's probably podcasts about the show but we are we're talking about the actual state of montana and the way it really is and so it's uh, that is a, a no can do if you start to talk about that when you first we've heard stories about realtors saying people people saying they they've seen the show so they know what it's like about here up here yeah that's not the case no, you don't any more than if you went to Jersey City uh, the Sopranos could inform your experience there. right if you watch that show it doesn't it doesn't mean anything if you watch Breaking Bad you don't know everything there is no. to know about New Mexico um, that's no. just not I've been to Denver it was nothing like uh, the Carringtons or whatever that show was the what was that the old the old eighties drama soap opera what the big it? one at the time. Oh, was God. With Alexis. That was based in Denver. Dynasty? Dynasty. Knott's Landing? Denver. That's it, It's never been like that. I am horrified that I was able to just pull that name out <laughs> right off the top of my head. Like, oh, you mean Dynasty. God, right. I suck. <laughs> However, they did uh, convert uh, Butte into an old Western town for that new series, and it looks pretty cool. Did you see that? Yeah. They're filming right in downtown, old downtown Butte. Right. That's cool. No. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> looks like fun. 100%. And uh, speaking of that, quick. For uh, last tip for the out of staters, uh, careful around Butte. Just in general, <laughs> doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter if you're from here. By the way, that hasn't changed in uh, hundred years. Nope i uh, <laughs> I only live about fifty miles north of Butte. I tread lightly when I walk into that joint. You get punched in the face. That's how they say hello. It's different in Butte. In, in a lot of cases, I love Butte. They Go just, there all the time. They just punch you hello, and that's uh, <laughs> it's like an Irish wedding, you know. <laughs> Get loaded, punch your friends. <laughs> Butte is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> Always has been. It's just wonderful. It's it really, is it really just, is. It's, it's great. Just fantastic. But you got to be cut of a certain cloth if you oh want to survive there for more than about two hours, right? So, and we can't fake from being there. I, I, no. I don't care how long you've lived outside nope. of Butte. You are not from Butte. I have a friend of mine who's lived in Butte for twenty-five years or so, 
And he's like, people still to this day are like, well, you're not from Butte. So <laughs> he just, right. they're still an outcast. Yeah. And, and that, that would be the other part is, you know, like, look, we're here. We know people are coming here. Uh, we got to mitigate this situation somehow. Hopefully the, the real estate market cooling down will settle some of that because there really are real life financial implications to this that are mm-hmm. affecting folks in a lot of ways and and not for the better. And that part hurts. And I get that financial pain, you know, as a poverty kid and being on the, uh, on that end of the Absolutely. spectrum is it's, just, it's tough. Oh, it's, it's just, it's a, it'll ruin you. It just ruins your state of mind and it infects everything that you think about everything. So I totally get that. Um, but we got to find a way to recognize that not everybody that comes here wants to wreck the joint. Mm-hmm. Not everybody that comes here wants to come in and, um, you know, start some sort of coalition of vegans. Yeah. Um, not, not everybody's looking to do <laughs> some that. Some do, though. Some, some do. It's a bad place for a vegan. Let's just, let's just call that what it is. All right. There are better places to live and eat if you're a vegan. Right. I hear Portland's wonderful. Uh, lots of vegan eater- eateries. Eat beef. If you live in Montana, eat beef. That's do they the have deal. a vegan place in Bozeman? They must have. Oh a yeah, of course they, they must do. have a vegan. I place think in everywhere Bozeman. in Bozeman has something vegan on the menu. <laughs> That's where they've become. So I don't know. This is this is bad for Bozeman. We're focusing everybody. You know, like yeah, if you're a vegan, I don't know. Bozeman's nice. Someone's listening and going. Bozeman sounds like a wonderful place. The rest <laughs> of the place probably sucks. <laughs> well, if you're that person. Not entirely wrong. <laughs> in fact, we were commented on by a listener of this podcast who said the whole place sucks, except for the two transplants on this show, which right. is which is crazy, ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many decades or centuries Scott's family has to be in one place off the river in Billings before they count as locals. But exactly. he's working on it. Maybe another hundred years or so. I remember getting mad when I was a kid because every time I'd ask my mom where somebody in her family was from, she'd say Billings, and I'm like, "Come on." I'm, I'm like your great grandma. You like Billings? Like, oh come on! Yeah, I well, thought we were uninteresting because of that. Yeah, well, the next answer, the next closest answer is Europe. Like, after that, <laughs> <Exactly>. Billings. <laughs> yeah, we, we left Europe. Billings. My dad's family came through Utah and Idaho, so there's that. Well, they came in oh, a long way. Transplant. Then. I'm just a transplant. <laughs> I'm half a transplant. <laughs> well, let's do our best. Uh, to keep the place rad, because for the don't mo- vandalize people's cars. For the most part, it still <laughs> is. And yeah, you Grizz and Cat fans, settle down. Right, wait at least till the end of the year. What? Well, wait till the game, right? You know, <laughs> maybe game week. And right. also, wait until somebody's got something to say to the North Dakota State University Bison. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because it's cute and everything to have a slap fight over who gets the opportunity to get <laughs> just drilled on national television by those green and yellow jerks coming out yeah. of Fargo. But they do it all the time. And don't do the chance in front of the kids. <laughs> I'm talking to both of you. Yeah. Good luck with that. College football is savage. Uh, at any rate, thank you for spending some time with this thing. Uh, we will be back and do it again next week. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever it is that you found it, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>